Hello, this is Hello. Uh, last week of September. It is indeed. And I remember when the ball dropped on 90. Now it's 2020. 30 years behind me. <laughs> um, well, you know, I thought I'd wake you up now that September's ended. Thank you. You did remember. I did. I usually tell you to do it on the uh, 21st night of September. <laughs> I'm chasing um, this news away. Oh, well, yeah. Uh, what musical documentary musical month is yes. coming to an end? It is, and to celebrate, we should do a quick bit of introductions. My name is Andrew Jones. I have a, I have um, I believe a doctor diagnosed once with cinephilia. <laughs> which, um, I've been going to meetings for it for a while and I've uh, been recording every meeting. It's not anonymous, obviously. I'm putting them out there for people to to hear. I've I've been involved with uh, cinema in a emotional way for about twenty odd years now. I would um, say twenty three. Well, I I I'm I'm Johnny Ellis, and I have recently been diagnosed as movie mad. Oh, you've you've got movie mania. I, I'm movie mad. Is the, oh. Uh, um, you should be. You shouldn't be here. There should be. Um, we've got a uh, place for you people. <laughs> you we, people. We, yeah, yeah. You, we've you've got to be uh, calling you people. People with a madness, a dysfunction. <laughs> in fact, you have to be locked away for a while just to uh, restraint is the key. That's that's what needs to happen with you people. And I will keep wow. using you people because <laughs> I'm not you people, so I can use those words. Well, you have before, to you, before you lock and, me away forever. And you have the consumption. <laughs> um, so you've got, you, watch out. So you've got the, uh, you've got the old uh, tuberculosis, right? Oh, yeah. You've got a napkin, you cough in it, and a bit of blood pops up. Um... <laughs> Before you, uh, before you lock me away forever, what what is our film? Before, for this before I week? lock you, lock you and lock the gates, because this is mm. also <laughs> yeah. What the fuck? What the fuckers? Freaking freakonomics, whatever. <laughs> are are you though? I I've got a question. You claim to be movie mad, but that could just be the madness in your head claiming you're movie mad. Maybe you're not movie mad. Are you movie mad? Uh, I am indeed movie mad. Diagnosed. Yep, diagnosed. Well, then the podcast is over because the episode the podcast <laughs> is all about asking if you are. And if you've got a, a doctor's opinion on this case, then I think uh, we're subject to uh, finale mode. This is actually the final episode of Mo- I Movie Mad because we've got the answer now. It's over. Game over, man. Well, Game over. It is, it is the finale. It's the finale of musical documentary musical month. Music documentary. Um, musical. The, the name that rolls is, off the tongue. This is, uh, this is one you've chosen. Johnny, thank you. Yes. This is one I chose. After umming and ahhing about how to fill the final swap, because you know what, musicals don't tend to be streaming very often, and uh, we can't hang out enough to purchase one copy of a film and watch together because uh, there's this horrible other disease going on that's not cinemania or <laughs> movie It's called, uh, oh, what's it called? I wish no, one, no one's mentioned it for ages, so it's kind of lost in my head. I think it's bad flu. 
or the unexpected virtue. <laughs> yes. Um, well, I did offer um, for us to watch uh, Love Never Dies to round off the month. After... Yeah, but I also then told you to... Uh, um, I, I, I didn't say kindly. <laughs> I go, fuck yourself. We, we've done the Andrew Lloyd Webber as we need to do, and that wasn't even a movie. That wasn't a movie. It'd be like watching Cats the stage show again. Or Hamilton the stage show. That was more again. of a movie than anything else because they shot some interesting stuff there. Mm. Cats, they didn't shoot any interesting stuff because they shot the show Cats. Have you seen this meme going around of um, like a timeline and it says like uh, Cats is released and then everything turns to shit, basically? Yeah, of course I've seen that. And I yeah. Yeah, posited that in March when it started happening. I noticed the... Uh, the and- it's 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 quite annoying. I believe you talked about this another episode anyway. As a hashtag cats fan, I um no, you're not. I saw it on a group page on Facebook that I'm a part of, and I commented, and I said, "Oh yeah, you're right about that because cats was the last good thing to happen." Um, get the, the day got... before cats came out, the uh, Rise of Skywalker came out. <laughs> How yes. is Star Wars not equated to it? Yeah, exactly. The only good thing about that film was Babu Frick. Um, I keep Babu thinking Frick more and more I should go back to those. Now, I think maybe next year, May the 4th, I'll, I'll do all nine at once just to all nine. get it out of my system. Yeah. Um, are you forgetting some stuff? No, all nine episodes. Mm, yeah, but you can't understand the episodes unless you understand how they got there as well. You'll need to see the Clone Wars. You'll need to experience. I've never so, like, seen the Clone Wars. Yeah. You'll have to uh, deal with Rogue One. Yeah. Maybe you'll even find a caravan of courage. Um, well, for now, tell me what what film have we, you have chosen for this. Last week, you chose of... Fred Astaire. I did. I did. So, in retaliation, I chose something that I wanted to watch for ages. Right. That I've not been able to find available easily, so we couldn't do it last musical month. That I'm hoping we can all enjoy because it's Gene Kelly. Okay, right. We're slipping the script, baby. Right. Um, We're going from now... solid, solid single river dance style performance to full bodied motion masculinity dancing. Um, and he's American, right? Now that's the thing. People people wonder Gene Kelly. Who was he? He was, in fact, and I'm going to put this down as diagnosable as your disease. He was American. He was American. He was American. So it's it's an American film in Amer- in America. He's, he was he was, and I'll say this: he was singularly American. He wasn't multiple Americans. He was an American. That's mm-hmm. kind of like his shtick was he wasn't multiple people. He was Gene Kelly. He was an American. And some, most of the time, thusly, he was born and raised and lived in America. But right, so it's American in you know, America. You know how you're sometimes an Englishman in Ireland? Yes. Or yeah. Englishman in Nashville? Or sometimes, sometimes even Englishman yeah. backstage at the Bluebird? Sometimes. Every, every Friday, Friday, actually. Yeah. Well, similarly, Gene Kelly would go to place to place. And sometimes he would be an American in uh, Idaho. Oh, an so American, what's an American in, Idaho? In New York. An Englishman in an American New York. American in New York is still an American in America. Yeah, but he's also very specific. <laughs> yeah, true. Very specific that he would tell you what what city he's in. So maybe he's not just an American, I don't know, visiting France. He might be an American 
in Paris. Uh, American in Paris, you say? Well, that's a good idea. That's a good Sorry, idea. Sorry, Julie Delpy is an American werewolf in Paris. <laughs> um, now, I know one thing about this film, and that's that uh, someone I used to work with went to see it gotcha. on stage uh, and left in the interval. Well, yeah, do you know why? Why? Well, G. Kelly wasn't there. Uh, he was being oh, filled in he was being understudied by um, someone who was alive uh, uh, which is a bold interpretation of the show I think so w- what makes you want to watch this Gene Kelly that's literally it just Gene Kelly yeah. you don't know anything about it I don't know anything I mean I, yeah, it's, it's, it's supposed to be an acclaimed musical people talk about it akin to Singing in the Rain okay right I enjoy the works of Kelly. I enjoy his dance, his motivations, his abilities, his physical prowess, his charm. He has charm. I think even if you don't like this, you're going to go on that you love it because you chose it. Now, Johnny, I chose uh, to do a whole run of Judd Apatow films leading up to The King of Staten Island. Did I then pretend I love The King of Staten Island straight afterwards? That's true. Right. Okay. Well, I just... I think we I should go back to very me choosing. I think I feel like we should go back to me choosing the films from next week. That's okay. Well, that's a terrible idea, and um, I don't want you to choose any films again. <laughs> hint, hint. November slate is ready for you to pick. What? <laughs> no. Um. Well, yeah. I don't know. <sighs> How are you feeling about musicals now? You've got through Top Hat, and I assume the past week have been singing all the classic songs like <laughs> Heaven. This song's opposite of Heaven, <laughs> and um, I've got my top hat on, my suit and tie, or whatever he sings. Yeah, I mean, I'm. I still love musicals. Um, uh, I love more. Andrew Lloyd Webber type musicals where it's singing throughout. I think. I think that that's is... my that's my jam. Why? Um, I don't know. Like I just... dialogue, you know, like quippy moments. Yeah, but I I like uh, catchy songs more. If it's a choice between you know you get a few songs here and there and dialogue in between, or you get songs throughout, I would choose songs throughout every time. So when you go see Kiefer Sutherland on stage, you're disappointed when he stops and has, talks to the audience for a bit. Yeah, I'm I'm the one in the crowd going. Boo, he looks directly boo. at you. And says, "Johnny, <laughs> damn it, Johnny, why are you here? I love you, but I want you to get on stage." And I only say that dialogue. <laughs> I would never sing that. I want you on stage with me. Um, that's Ooh. one of my that's one of my few problems with Nashville. Not enough songs. I think they should just sing their way through Nashville. Yeah, the problem with Nashville is, uh, in terms of dialogue, I would say, as a Robert Altman film, overlapping. <laughs> Too much. That's still one I need to watch. Three hours. Nashville. Hey, yeah. maybe in a future episode. Who knows? Maybe. maybe. It's 4K now on iTunes. Oh. Yeah. Um, well, for Can now, we in American Paris. Uh, shall we read the, uh, the, 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 the plot thing? I dare you to read the plot synopsis. An American. Sing, no, 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 don't dialogue it. Sing it to me, baby. An American artist finds love in Paris, but almost loses it to conflicting loyalties. 
I don't know what the beat you were doing. It was uh, awkward. It was my own special awkward beat. That's, <laughs> that's the only beat I know is awkward. Johnny, why, why are you? <laughs> why? I don't know. How are you? Um, well, you know, pandemic, so not great. <laughs> Furloughed, so not great. Hey, hopefully I'll find some uh, some catchy I'm, songs to sing to. I mean, how are you existing, actually? Oh, I was how am I existing? Yeah. I yeah, thought you were about how, my well-being. No, I don't I care about the well-being. I care no, about no, you know, course not. the story of how you came to be and why. Um, well, Stork bought me, obviously. Like oh, yeah, else. Andy Sandberg was doing his job. Yeah. <laughs> we all remember that. It's Andy Sandberg in that. I, I never saw that. You never saw Stalks, a great no. movie. A very funny film. <laughs> Kelsey Grammer. Oh. Is that who Andy Samberg yeah. takes as the stalk? Has he got Kelsey, baby Kelsey Grammer? Kelsey Grammer, we all know, is the head of the stalk CEO. He's the stalk CEO. <laughs> and he's turning from uh, stalks bringing babies to stalks being Amazon delivering. <laughs> the premise is stalks are now drones. That's the point. And Andy Samberg wants to become the next boss. But he... <sighs> He's not very good at his job. So, um, an American Paris. So, Storks. We're going to watch uh, Storks, <laughs> co-written by uh, Nicholas Stoller, of course, from Get Him to the Greek and uh, Gulliver's Travels fame. Both of them. Hour, big... An hour and 54 minutes long. Yeah, it's a long music. It's a short musical. It's a long movie. Yeah. Now, yeah. Imagine if this had just music in it. It would be longer because they'd have to sing every line they were thinking about. And that would be unwatchable, like uh, Les Miserables. I like Les Mis. Well, um, you're wrong. <laughs> that film is atrocious. Never going to watch the stage show because it's not available anymore. I hope I'm. I hope I like this, but I'm. I'm kind of going into this quite indifferent. Have you seen Singing in the Rain? Singing in the Rain. Yes, not for years though. But you know um, the power of the Kelly. I've seen it and I appreciate it. Um, yeah, but um, but still, I don't know. I'm, I don't know. Maybe I'm just having enough day. I'm not feeling this one, but we'll we'll see. I'm not. Are you, are you excited at all for this? Like, I know you want to watch it, but yeah, I'm excited. I'm thinking about other iconic Gene Kelly dancing things. I'm thinking of Cover Girl, when he's got this great number where it's him dancing alongside himself, and it was an early piece of uh, kind of ghosting in the frame. Where he shot it's two dancers. Early version of us, wasn't it? Why did I bring that up? Don't do the voice, please. Don't do the voice. I wasn't going to do the voice. Okay. I was going to let you um, see the, the notion of having five on it. <laughs> I'm looking. But he, he did. He did a great number in which he did a dance, and then uh, he did another dance. Yeah, so on the same set, and they uh, spliced the two together in a way, and All so right. it's him ghosting on himself. <laughs> and dealt with himself, and it's you know this was the forties. He was doing that kind um, of stuff. Was it was nineteen forty-four. Jesus, World War II was still going on. yeah, and he was there singing and dancing with Phil Silvers. It's really nice, really nice, really cool. This is and you can, you can see a trailer for Cover Girl on the internet, a recently cut trailer from two thousand and sixteen, which uh, I edited. Oh, spent weeks, days on it. Now, when you edit the. A trailer for an old film like that. Yeah. Can you are you are you allowed to use like any clips? 
Well, you got the whole film. You do have the whole film. They hand you the uh, a, a file with the whole film, the uh, distributor who's got the current version. They'll hand you the file, they have the film, and uh, they'll ask you to create a promo from it. So is that for new films as well, I imagine? Must be. Surely it depends. They give, the, they give you the whole film and say create a trailer, but maybe say don't use these scenes and that, that scene. See, I don't know. When it comes to the big films, I wouldn't know. Yeah, when, yeah. We had, when we had small films, you know, independence, yeah, we had the whole film to work with. And they right. didn't have any problem. And some, yeah, most, and, you know, almost all the time in that case, we also had, like, you know, just a, a, just a hard copy of the whole film, as opposed to how you would usually have it, which would be a low-res version with a time code that can be related to, say, Technicolor or Deluxe, who right. have the, you know, the, the 2K or the 4K versions of the cinema quality of the film. They can then just replace your old copy with the time codes exactly with the actual footage, so they can create the better footage of it, and you just have the audio edited and the basic timing of all the cuts. And if you're using a special effect, you'll have an overlay of this, a, a translucent or transparent overlay of right. the special effect they can put over the the their new clips underneath. It's going right. to get technical, <laughs> but. Um, I'm assuming with that, they will, you know, if you're working on a big picture, a big motion picture, so you're watching, I don't know, you're, you know, maybe it's 2015 December time and uh, you're working on a trailer for, I don't know, Suicide Squad. Maybe mm. you've got a unfinished early assembly cut that runs two hours 45 and you'll be able to rifle through it on a basic low, low res quality. But, you know, the edits aren't completely in place. It's still being worked on and the effects aren't nearly there. So, you know, what shots can't be used, what shots can be used because the effects work. Mm. And they'll have like, uh, they'll probably give you a leaning as to what they want the emphasis and tone for the picture. And also, in particular, what shots they absolutely have got ready for you and what shots they will not have ready in time. And then you'll give them a heads up with the trailer. They'll know what shots to lean on first with the uh, visual effects work so they can finish those shots knowing they'll be in the trailer. Right. That kind of thing. So there is a back and forth. After this film, do you think you'll be able to give me a few shots, uh, scenes, musical numbers that you put in your own trailer? No. Because um, no. I don't want to watch it in that way because that means I'd have to get a notebook out. And how many, yeah. How many times I'd, do you have to watch the film if you're doing a trailer for it? Well, I mean, if I'm doing a trailer for it, yeah, obviously the first watch, you're watching the film. You're trying, you're having to watch the film both at a level of watching as an audience and watching and taking massive amounts of notes of, oh, that's a good line. Oh, that's a good number. That's a good shot. Just having the idea of that. And you just write down time codes and you pause every five minutes, which is a bad way of watching a film, watching yeah. a film. But then you'll have to watch the film again at least three or four times in the edit and you're just then as you're cutting up scenes so you know like oh i definitely want that scene so i'm going to take the whole scene so i can rewatch that scene a bunch of times right. and i worked on um Sabura, the trailer for Sabura. Yeah. um that's a two and a quarter hour italian gangster oh yeah um well by the time i went to uh, what was basically the uk premiere with the uh, star and the director and met them <laughs> i had seen the film I've seen every frame about, you know, a thousand times. <laughs> <laughs> I commented to the director said, yeah, probably seen it more than me then. <laughs> um, he went on to do what? Sicario 2 and I went on to see Sicario 2. So we all had a bad <laughs> time. Uh, 
Well, um, I've just checked, and I think this is my second Gene Kelly film. Johnny. Yes, he. In Mexico, Sicario means Hitman. <laughs> we don't know what Soldado means. We don't. We'll never know. But you're my Soldado. No. Mm. Thanks. I don't know. Thanks, so... or how dare you? One of the You're things. so Dado. <laughs> I want to call you Dado. <laughs> yes, so this is your second Johnny Kelly. Yeah. Um, how many Gene Kellys have you seen? Uh, four? No, five, Xanadu. Ah. Yeah, yeah I, I that was his, uh, his, his last role, and not his best role. Well, he was in a, um, a few TV shows after Xanadu. Okay, I'm talking films here. Right. Time, music. Yeah, of course. Movie things matter. where he was in, and not just like popping up and say, oh, this is sad, and also he doesn't get to do a proper number. Or expected to because it's a musical. I don't expect to come onto Hollywood Squares and do anything. Was he on Hollywood Squares? Uh, I don't know. I'm just looking at actor credits. So. Okay. What was his last role on TV then? Uh, a show called Sins, TV miniseries, uh, where he was in three episodes in 1986. Um, they were Lust, Greed, Wrath. <laughs> uh, young Helene Junot, Juno. Uh, witnesses the death of her mother at the hands of Nazis, separated from her brother Edmund, played by Timothy Dalton by the war. Uh, Helene goes to work at the chateau of the Count de Ville, Jean Pierre Almont. There yeah. she falls in love with his son, Hubert Neil, Dickens, Neil Dixon. To Count's objection, she leaves for Paris, where she becomes an American in no way. She becomes a fashion model and serves up the ladder of success and moves up the ladder of success even become a mistress of her former employer as she builds a magazine empire, Helene Joan Collins, Dame Joan Collins Thank looks you. for her lost brother and seeks justice for her family along the way she makes many enemies who band together to destroy her doesn't say who uh, these plays in that I mean, uh, let me see oh he's quite far down the list Gene Kelly plays Eric Hovland. Well, oh. I'm I'm glad we're going to be watching this episode of television for this episode of Are You Moving Mad? <laughs> Boy, that I was mean, a journey. Yeah, yeah. I didn't think it was going to be that long a uh, a description. No, here I was thinking, right? Okay, there's a murder, and there's going to be someone who has to solve the murder, and Gene Kelly's one of the suspects. Boom, she's in Paris. <laughs> For some reason, now we've got we've got Anna going on as well. She's a fashion model. She's an assassin. What's <laughs> going to happen to her? Helen Mirren pops up doing a silly accent. <laughs> Don't watch Anna. Um, yeah, I never bothered with it. I'm just looking at now. Uh, Gene Kelly was also his penultimate thing oh. was North and South Book One, North and South TV miniseries from 1985, and it says he's in six episodes. Okay. Uh, He's in episode one. Phantom uh, as Senator Charles Edwards, credit only. He's in episode two as Senator Charles, Charles Edwards. And then three, four, five, and six are Senator Charles Edwards, credit only. So in episode in Attack of the Clones, he's one of the senators alongside E.T. Yeah. And Jar Jar Binks is there nodding along as Palpatine takes control. <laughs> and then you see Gene Kelly down there. He's dancing away. He's like, yes, I think we shall have control of the Senate. <laughs> exactly. 
And then in episode three, he's only credit only because in the distance you can actually see him in the opera scene. <laughs> he's singing in the rain of Palpatine. <laughs> he's singing in the rain in Camino, I think you'll find. Uh, remember, remember Camino? Okay. That's the clone planet. The, uh, the, the, the wet clone planet. It's always uh, raining. Oh my God, Jago yeah. Fett's, you know, doing the fight on the uh, Starship yeah. bridge. <laughs> So, um, t- we're watching uh, Star Wars Episode 2, Attack of the Clones today. The uh, second best Star Wars movie. Well, the best Star Wars movie if you read Empire. Well, yeah, One I mean, former guest of the show, friend of the show, Chris Hewitt, did give it five stars, rightfully so. Yes. It's uh, superior um, to Rise of the Skywalker. It's quite fun, to be honest. Um, because, hey, Rise of the Skywalker has Babu Frick, but nothing much else, whereas Attack of the Clones, those clones attack. Mm. <laughs> hey, you want to see Yoda with a lightsaber? No, I, do you know what Maybe I want to see? you covered. What I want to see is an American in Paris. What I want to see is more water. He comes back in that one. He does. He's got, he's he got, he's got stubble in that one. It's weird. <laughs> and you know who else is that one, of course? <laughs> Dexter Jetser. He's got his cafe. flow. Oh, the God. cafe droid. <laughs> Sit down, honey. It was De- Dex will be out in a second. <laughs> It's a fifties cafe in <laughs> in Coruscant, the, the planet city. The whole city is a planet, <laughs> and and it's and it's a nineteen fifties New York style trailer kind of cafe, greasy diner, greasy spoon diner, in the heart of, on the ground of this city, <laughs> with with an aesthetic that's akin to Greece. How did this turn into this? How did it turn into Star Wars talk? Um, because at one point, George Lucas was an American in Paris. <laughs> it's a shame. Well, um, shall, we, shall we watch an American in Paris and hope it's not George Lucas? Oh, I kind of hope it was George Lucas now. I hope Gene Kelly does a really good George Lucas impression. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm going to do a tap dance now. Yeah. This is Paris. And I'm an American who lives here. I'm a painter. All my life, that's all I've ever wanted to do. Brother, if you can't paint in Paris, you better give up and marry the boss's daughter. Oh, I have a lot of good friends in Paris. A lot of very good friends. Just listen to my heart go pit-pat. It started from the start, I felt like that. Hum it, strum it, sing it, drum it, what a thrill I'm getting from it. La 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 la. So I think we should start with the most important thing here. Okay. Um, what temperature is your room right now? Um, room temperature. <laughs> Why? Fair. Oh, because mine's jazz hot. Oh, I could go for some jazz hot right now as well, but they're on the menu. I want to eat jazz hot, I want to feel jazz hot. <laughs> um, <laughs> what, what to you, what is jazz hot? Uh, ain't this film cold? Um, I thought you were going to talk about the important thing, which is that this is not a musical, it's a dance film. Is it? It's a dance film with songs in it, but more dance than songs. 
There's and a whole like twenty minute sequence at the end, just dancing. Yeah, that's common. Yeah, I know, but uh, I, I. It's, I it's, what do you mean? It's wait. So, so you're thinking that uh, people dancing to music does not make something? I knew you were going to bring that up. No, because it's no, all it's music. Just, it's musical. No, it's just. Uh, yeah, yeah, right, but it's, okay. it's a dance film. I would call this a dance no, film before I call a, it a music. No, a dance film is characters in a world dancing as part of the world. This, this is, is basically step up to the streets of Paris. Okay. It's not. I respect. I respect your uh, your verve there. This is actually a uh, uh, step up for jazz heat. <laughs> um. Well, what did what did you think of it then? Because I, I, I got turned off about cool all the way through. I want to ask you, um, gender politics, right? If, right. if, if you know, would you feel bad if a, if, if a woman's name appeared on the check when you were going up to dinner? Would you feel terrible about that situation? What, as in, do I pay, do I pay for dinner? Yeah, I mean, would you be ashamed if, I don't know, the woman you were going out with decided to pay and her name would appear on the cheque and thus you'd be laughed out of Paris? Oh, God. Oh, God, yeah. I, I wouldn't be able to show my face at the no. airport, let alone. Oof. I mean, you can't show your face in the airport legally. Yeah, that's true. That's true. You know <laughs> I wouldn't even show my eyes at the airport, though. Whose eyes would you show? Betty Davis's? Yes. <laughs> You've got to start dragging them around. <laughs> it's weird. All about eyes. Um. Now, one of the guys in this. Uh, no, 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 no. Okay. Right. So, um, if you're working for uh, someone who is, you know, female, so you've got a female employee or female who owns the owns the money, and um, and you were, you know, hanging out with her, would you be scared that people would think you are thus an escort for her? <laughs> I mean. There's people that do that job. She can hire someone else. Yeah. Because that's not me. You're no uh, <laughs> military son. Has she never heard of Deuce Bigelow? I'm sure he's been to Europe. Uh, do you reckon he's some sort of gigolo in Europe? Ah, <laughs> uh, no, that's his dirty little secret. <laughs> that's the song that opens Deuce Bigelow, European Jiggle. <laughs> All America Rejects is Dirty Little Secret. <laughs> that film is quite fun. I've it's not better seen than either. the first one. Yeah, I've not, I've not seen either film. Don't, the first one's just... I know you have to watch it because you have to watch it if you do yes. it for a sequel. And but the first one is just like... Uh, the second one's like, ah! Yeah, ah! <laughs> what do I do? It's fun. Here's a character whose nose is a penis and when she sneezes, you know. <laughs> so no, there's a sequence in which, you know, she's at dinner and she sneezes into someone's soup. It becomes oh cream soup, and oh. that's a bit. It's like, yeah, you know what? This is fun. Her nose is covered the entire time; it's veiled, <laughs> so it just shoots. But they say it's a penis, and it's fun. It's fun. It's a little bit of fun. Yeah. Um. Well, how did how did you feel about American Paris? I American Paris and American and an American in Paris. I like one of the songs. <laughs> Which song? I got rhythm. I've forgotten all the songs already. Is that the one ask... with the kids? Yeah. I got yeah yeah yeah. You yeah, can ask for anything that's more. The only, that's the only that one a, I. That was a nice. That was a nice sequence. Yeah. 
helps as a catchy tune anyway. But then you but, add the number to it and the comedy he's performing with the kids. It's it's the most wonderful, awe-inspiring, exciting, honest, lovely movie star moment in the whole film. But can I just point out yeah. the fact that the kids kept asking for bubblegum? They didn't and... bloody get bubblegum. He doesn't. He ha- no, the kid no, has but... bubblegum at the yeah. start of the film. In his yeah, mouth. but but they they keep they they were asking for bubble gum, right? And he doesn't. Yeah, no, no, but but we know what happens, right? I don't know if you know. Johnny, tell me the bubble gum story. Do you, do you know the reference that I'm, I'm making? Because it's a horror film, so you might not know. No, which I'm asking you to tell me. Right, Hostel. There's oh, it's a film there's... I'm very familiar with. I wasn't too sure. I thought maybe I love Hostel. I love Eli Roth films. Obviously, well, I love Hostel. No, the thing with you and horror is, you say you don't like horror, and then you've seen like certain horror films, like so. It's like us. Yes, you haven't seen us, have you? <laughs> but you, uh, you've seen... you know what? I feel like I saw us once. I was in a dark <laughs> room, surrounded by a bunch of people, and we sat there for a while. I can't tell you what happened in the film, but um, <laughs> when I swapped places with my other self, I feel like I have to say I saw us. Well, in um, in Hostel, the, there's uh, kids that are sort of working with the people that um, run this underground thing, and they they just keep us Shoot, train line. Yeah, um, <laughs> and and it just made me think of Hostel, and I thought it was gonna an American Paris was going to turn dark because it is an American in Europe um, which is what Hostel is about you know you should watch Hostel I think we should do Hostel for um, for October for Halloween yeah I don't do films which just relish in misery <laughs> fair enough well um, speaking yeah, of relishing I, in misery yeah <laughs> yeah this I I went in hoping to like it, and then about a third of the way in or so, I just lost all interest. This is a film which doesn't really know what it wants to do. Yeah. It starts off with voiceover, and we're introduced to our three guys. Two American artists in Paris, and one French artist who wants to go to America. Great, okay. And two two of them are talking about a woman, and the other one isn't there uh, okay right but he's gonna meet the woman that's fine and eventually that happens but then it loses track of everything and it's just gene kelly painter kind of meets another woman makes some money then meets another woman and it loses yeah. all track of uh timing pacing interest and story and it's just it's strange to do that because obviously it's you know gene kelly's the 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 you know the marquee name he's the one that you're focusing on because he's gene kelly but then why have the other characters in there if they're not going to be part of any story or any import? And then give, you know, them long musical numbers that don't lead to anything plot-wise or even emotional-wise. It's just to fill the time. And that's the problem is it's still got that sense of the old, uh, right, we're doing spectacle before we're doing anything else. Uh, yeah, time is a problem here. It is just under Wait, two hours long. Are you long. talking about Tenet? <laughs> It's just under two hours long, and it feels like three. That's not fair. <laughs> How does it feel like three hours? It just does. Um, 
it's, it, it really plods along for me. Um, I, I I would rather watch uh, Top Hat again. Well, you're wrong. Top Hat wasn't funny. This is funny. Uh, yeah, it was funny. And it had Gene nice Kelly's dancing, but... just the most charming performer on screen. He comes on, he's got life in his eyes and his smile. His movements are just fascinating. Physical prowess. It's just a shame that he's wrapped around with some kind of emptiness in this film. Uh, not quite love triangle, or not quite love story, and not quite artist journey. It's just a lot of not quiets. It seems to be very undercooked, considering how beloved this film is. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm not surprised uh, my friend left halfway through. Well, no, I, I'm, I'm wondering how the... St- I'm wondering how the stage play is, because this is, you know, an adaptation. Well, yeah, at the very beginning uh, so, of, the, uh, yeah. of the film, when they introduced the woman, um, the, fe- the, the, the main female character, um, on, like, a stage where it's, it's, she's wearing purple with a green background, is it, at first? And then the oh, I can't tell you which colours were which. I'm not good with that kind of thing. But, but the background's always the one... Color. It's either wow. red, blue, yeah. green, yellow. Um, that was really nice, and I was wondering. I wonder how that uh, translates onto stage. Can't see that happening. Uh. But yeah. Also, I think the uh, twenty-minute finale was would not be one they do on stage. Yeah. God, that was long. That that's the kind of stuff that's very Gene Kelly. I mean, you know, seeing the rain obviously has. Uh, uh, yeah, what is it? Hollywood Dreams? That's what it's called. I God haven't damn! Uh, I haven't seen it um, in ages. So I don't yeah, that's like fifteen, twenty minutes, and it's just yeah. God dance. And uh, as I was looking up here just after watching this same kind of situation, where it's like Gene Kelly spent a quarter of the budget of the whole film on that sequence. Again, <laughs> this was. $450,000 for that, uh, and apparently, you know, half a backlot <laughs> on, on that final number. <laughs> and it doesn't really do anything because it's not, you know, it's trying to tell a story of love and hope, and I just think it doesn't do enough after all that time to just suddenly drop that in there and do that. It, it uh, dismantles any hope of anything in the love story of uh, Lisa and Gene Kelly. Yeah, I had uh, no interest in the story at all, really. I had more interest in Top Hat's story. What was Top Hat's story? Uh, Top Hat's story was uh, the, the woman kept uh, got him mixed up for the main manager guy. Already. And it was... No, that was like, you know, it could have been uh, done in a more zany way. Um but it was still like uh, fun to see how how she's not gonna figure it out yet. Uh, each time that they um, they interact with each other, or each time she talks about him, how how are they how are they not how are they gonna get around like revealing the truth to her that she's thinking of the wrong guy? That was that at least kept me engaged. Okay, so top hat story. Yeah, American in Paris is dancing, but greatest showman songs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and all in uh, eighty-three minutes. Yeah, boom. That's got to be what you need, right? Yeah, just yeah, tying everything up. Um, 
Yeah, this was. Uh, how how do you think this was for a big finale for a musical documentary musical month? Well, I mean, it wasn't a music documentary. I'm not sure. Yeah. And uh, you think it's not a musical, despite the fact that they're <laughs> dancing to music. So, I mean, what have we done? Bluebirds, <laughs> last five years, Phantom of the Opera, Top Hat, American in Paris. American in Paris, uh, yeah, this was my favourite one. Really? Yeah. Oh, I think, for me... Um... Because this was, be... this was a musical which, you know, has the elements that I like in a musical. I'd probably go uh, Phantom, followed by um, Bluebird, followed by Last Five Years, followed by Top Hat, followed by this. And I'm not saying that this is and truly I've, awesome. I've, I've, I've got to go, uh, fuck you, fuck you, <laughs> fuck you, Johnny. Johnny, seriously, fuck you, this. <laughs> I sh- yeah, I'm... Right. Oh, right. All right. Yeah. How would you settle this one then? If you were, if someone said, "Right, we're going to remake an American in Paris," I wouldn't. And we have the we have a CGI version of Gene Kelly. We could just put in there as well. So don't worry. He's still the main character. He'll be there. He'll always be there. How are you going to restructure it? How are you going to rewrite it? What's your story? It's about uh, an American in Paris. Right. You do anything you want with it. <laughs> My it story is. Um... Uh, is set in Coney Island, um, okay. and it follows. Um... I like this already. Yeah, <laughs> you like this already. Yeah, I'm excited to see uh, if uh, people from Coney Island. I don't know. Maybe they're going to head deeper into New York. No, no, no. <laughs> and then maybe they're going to have to uh, struggle to get back to Coney Island overnight. <laughs> get picked um... off one by one by multiple gangs. Oh. No, if uh, we're gonna Westside Warriors, Westside Warriors, <laughs> we're gonna instead follow a girl called Christine, who is hired to um to perform at a at a carnival by a uh, mysterious man known only as Mister Y, who is later revealed to be um to have to have met Christine before and have been oh. her mentor okay, back that's... when she lived in Paris. Oh, okay. Uh, so she's uh, is she American from Paris? No, no. No, she a Parisian in America. Well, her full name's Christine Dye, so I don't think she's an, she's American. So yeah, but is she a Parisian? Um, I think so. Yeah, uh, she's a Parisian um, in America. We're we're doing a we're doing also, a gender reversal and a location reversal. The classic two. It also, it also transpires that um, when she met this mysterious Mister Y, um, he was known back then as the Phantom of the Opera, and she had a child with him. I mean, wouldn't you want to watch that instead? Oh, and then, and then it's it's further revealed that this phantom is the the same phantom from the Phantom, the Opera, the musical by Andrew Lloyd Webber. Oh. So what I'm saying is, take the money that we're going to use on this American and American in Paris remake, and instead make a sequel to Phantom of the Opera, the best film we've watched this month. Um, now, the thing I have is in in an American in Paris. These characters, I think they have this uh, sense of falling in attraction for s- some people, and I think it's permanent. Um, do you find in your story this attraction will be permanent, or would you find that, uh, I don't know, the love they share might eventually dwindle or die? Oh, no, the love will never die. Love never that's, dies. That's a good, 
That's a good thing to avoid is saying, I don't know, the text out loud. <laughs> Keep it sub. <laughs> I think I think there's a good song in that. Okay, yeah. Um Love. Never. It's a love. <laughs> and it lives forever. Who oh, would want you know, to live we had, forever? We had, we had the opportunity to watch that, the stage version of that, instead of this. And the stage version of higher. You, you chose you chose incorrectly. I chose wisely. No, you didn't. Alright, well let how, me ask how you. How does Highlander be on stage anyway? I don't understand how to do music. Yeah. Who wants to live Ooh. forever? <laughs> how how would that work? I think it would work better than Spider-Man. You drop heads on off stage. on stage. Oh, look, you know, <laughs> Spider-Man. The problem with Spider-Man was the lighting rig was always broken. <laughs> the, if, you, if you look at it carefully, they could never turn off the dark. It was just a complete and utter fuck Who up. Who was the villain in that? Uh, well, there was for a while a god spider queen woman. Oh, really? It wasn't even a... a and then later a... on, as people started going... Um, what the fuck is this thing? I thought it was meant to be based on the Marvel comic. A big metallic spider. You literally made it about a spider man. You didn't read the comics. They're comics, and then it became Green Goblin. That's so strange. I can send you a link to a performance by the Green Goblin. It is... Um, how, do you, how do you say good? Because <laughs> it's the opposite. Oh, right. The opposite of good. Um, not very good. Speaking of which, I, I watched that um, that clip you sent me uh, from last week. We were discussing, uh, you were talking about an interview <laughs> where he whispered, I masturbate a lot. Ernest Borgnine? Um, yeah. <laughs> I watched I that the other day on the train and I, <laughs> I actually ended up bursting out laughing. Of course you did, because you don't expect it, even though you know what the punchline <laughs> is. The way he employs subtlety oh, God. and yet doesn't realise how good microphones pick stuff up. Is... And I love how they went, um, have you ever been on YouTube before? <laughs> 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 Marvellous. Um, well, here, let me ask you the uh, the big question. Okay. Andrew Jones. Um, I do love you. Yes, you're right. Oh, I already knew that. Um, are you mad that you watched *An American in Paris*? Johnny, I'm not mad. I watched *American in Paris*. You're not. But are you moving mad that you watched *An American in Paris*? Johnny, I'm not moving mad for *American okay. in Paris*. Afraid. Yeah. I can't blame you, Johnny. Yes, he. Are you? However, mad that you sat through an American in Paris. Honestly, a kind of um, very long Honestly, film. I kind of hate you. It's not a very long film. It's not even two hours. I know, but it felt it's like it. way longer. Felt way longer than two hours. We've done way longer movies. Yeah, and they felt shorter than this. Really? I'd I'd seen watch Napoleon than we watch this. About okay, but we hours. did we didn't do Napoleon for the no, podcast. Just... What we did do for the podcast, of course, was. Uh, once upon a time in America, which was four yeah. hours. I would seen and watch one. You'd oh. watch that again. <laughs> you I can't. That didn't even have a single. <laughs> what did you just call me? You know what I said. <laughs> and I don't take it back. I take it <laughs> back. To the future. 
Speaking of the future, um, where can we find you in the future to uh, to to Two, recommend you watch three, <laughs> to recommend you watch uh, Love Never Dies? Oh, if you want to recommend that I watch Love Never Dies, you can find me on at Fart Fuck UK. <laughs> my twitter feed where you should definitely find me and tell me everything about andrew lloyd web musicals i definitely want to hear them fuck, fuck uk <laughs> and, and, if you and, don't uh, want you, to do that yeah. at Ethan Rant. <laughs> um that's my I secret am, to how i live <laughs> I, I am at movie underscore mad on twitter and instagram i you movie, movie underscore, underscore mad, mad. On Twitter and Instagram, I'm starting to put a few things up here and there. They don't want um, to put up. There's nothing going on. And are you moving mad at hotmail.com? Yes. Email don't, us. Talk to us. Don't forget our Bluebirds uh, backstage at the Bluebird documentary. No. What? Every Friday, we're going <laughs> backstage Friday. at the Bluebird. It's the Bluebird Cafe. We're talking about Nashville, the TV series on ABC, then CMT or CNT? Country CMT. music television? Country music, yeah. Ah. Connie Britton, Hayden Panettiere, Chip Eston and Powers the Booth. Charles Eston. Chip Eston and Powers Charles the Booth. Charles Eston. Chip um, Eston and Powers Booth. Well, how are we, how are we kicking off uh, next month? Next month is October. Next month is uh, Shocktober. Shock, October. Shocktober. Shocktober. Is it Jaws and just shark, all the Sharknado films? We're doing all the Jaws films. <laughs> we're doing. We're starting with Jaws two, then Jaws three D, then uh, the film that uh, Michael Caine missed receiving his Oscar <laughs> to record and record, not film, record <laughs> Jaws the Revenge. Yeah, but you got a house out of it, didn't they? So I paid off my mortgage. <laughs> I got my wealth. Um, you. Ted, it's my it's my choice next week, isn't it? Fuck again. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Well, you, you, you could ask for anything more, open, Johnny. <laughs> Who could ask for anything more? But, what do you, you know, got planned for us? What do you got planned for us, eh? Well, you, you know, I'm, I'm still, I'm still not quite done with musicals. I think. I think you are. I think I you're know. done with the concept of any musicals. I think <laughs> you know, if 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 any kind of singing performance would return, it'd be some sort of phantom. I feel like there's a better way to bridge the gap. Until next week. Oh, proud for me. This is going to be tough. This is going to be tough. It's musical. It's still musical. <laughs> Gene Kelly's awesome. I... Whatever you think, Fred Astaire's not got the moves Gene Kelly can do. You can like anything yeah. you like. Yeah, no, I, I will. I will agree to that. Gene Kelly is is a better dancer than. He's the uh, he's the step. Tom Cruise of musicals. <laughs> Tom Cruise, when he runs, he puts a performance in every kind of run he does. That's an that's an acting bit of physical performance. Where Gene Kelly dances, he's not just dancing; he's performing. He is putting emotion into every thrust, every step, every glare, every jazz hand and jazz hot. He's doing it. <laughs> It's it's true artistry. I don't understand why no one gets it. He can get it. Are You Movie Mad is part of the Podnose Network, the UK's leading independent entertainment podcasting network. Produced and edited by Andrew Jones, executive producer George Grimwood. To find out more about Podnose's network, go to www.podnose.com. 